Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle Drew with your sneak peek at next week. Episode number 600 for comics originally coming out November the 17th and November the 18th. But before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops next Tuesday and Wednesday, Drew, happy 600. Yeah, they said we wouldn't last. They did. No, they didn't. Nobody said that. My but... wife said that. She's <laughs> like, I'm, it'll never last. I'm never yeah. going to let you do this 600 times. Your first wife, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're excited about that. Some of our listeners have shown us some love. A couple of our um, originals we're going to... We appreciate all the the listener, but we just don't want to talk about congratulations on six hundred all day. So um, did we, we get do that wanna, many congratulations? We got a we got a few, but I'm gonna yeah. just give you two. I'm gonna cool. give you two. Uh, one of our longtime supporters, Wolf Warner, about uh-huh. to hit that six hundredth episode, still going strong. Awesome, nice nice shout out from Wolf, and um, of course Jason from Hawaii, one of our. Uh, long, longest running listeners as well, who says, Dear Drew and Kyle, congratulations on your 600 episode of Comics for Fun and Profit. Thank you guys for all your hard work every week. Here's to another 600 episodes. Thank you guys. I appreciate the love. Yeah, we appreciate that very much. Um, also, Aaron had written in, um, and we didn't get it, didn't make it into the previous show, but it, he's he said, Can you talk a little bit about your magic uh, for this profit side of comics? Kyle seems to be all over the covers and what sticks out to him, what catches his attention, etc. Um, there are times I look at covers and think they are amazing but do little for mo- money making. Then other times, something that catches uh, and gets hot and I seem to understand little of, of why. Just give us a little insight in thought process, if you could. Okay, so for me, I go back... I'll let you think about this, Kyle, while I'm... While I'm since you haven't seen this ahead of time. All right. Spin me a web, brother. Yeah. So so I, I go back to the tried and true collecting um, methods of collectability from when I was a kid. When I was a little kid and I was reading a book like how to collect comics or something. And I remember these, these tenants are like burned into me and they're, you know it's it's scarcity it's um first appearances it's you know character deaths you know these sort of things are tried and true collectible things right and then you have all the subgenres of you know damsels in distress on the cover and um i guess there's bondage covers that are a whole subset and stuff and it was really cool to kind of read about all the different things that people collected and what made things rise in value over time. Um, and then, and then like this, this variant cover thing has been around for what, 20, 30 years now, mm-hmm. or it seems like. Um, and so I was, that was, that was, I was always kind of skeptical about that, but that seems to be the driving force nowadays. So, um, I have come around to, I get it. Um, but in the back of my mind, I always, I always kind of revert back to just the tried and true reasons why something's, something's collectible. It's a first issue. It's hot. It's a new character. It's their first appearance. Um, somebody dies. Uh, can't remember what else I said earlier, but you know that that sort of thing. And and that that holds true. I think still today. 
Scarcity. Scarcity. I love, I love it, Drew. You're out You're out here acting like you're doing God's work, researching bondage covers. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you for doing doing what others won't quite do. <laughs> well, I, well I, when, I, when I first read that, so like, like bondage covers and Nazi covers, and there were all these other different sort of war covers that were like collectible and 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 i i was like a kid so i was like what is this you know what is going on with these comics yeah so it was it was kind of traumatic yeah i echo a lot of what drew says not so much about the bondage but some of the other stuff you know your your (laughs) first appearances um i'm not as much into deaths i've been burnt more on deaths than I can't right. do anymore, yep. so that kind of thing. But for me, I also look at what permeates outside of comics, more things like that. And so, like, I could easily say, like, you know, Miles Morales I knew would blow up. I just knew that was going to permeate a little bit more, and that was rife to, to do some fun things with and some neat things with that kind of thing. Um, you know, the, uh, we learned a lot of lessons from The Walking Dead about cool-looking characters, first appearances... You know, got burned on deaths on that quite a few times. Yeah, a television show or other media driving the the collectability mm-hmm. of a comic. And, and that's and where that I is... also learned to shy away sometimes from um, limited run series is, 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 and go yes. more to ongoings. You've just got um, more room for things to catch fire when they weren't, you know, maybe, maybe the first 10 didn't do something, but boy, they hit a storyline in the 13th one and uh, yeah. the book really took off from there. And you don't always get that with some of your short run stuff, and some some of your one through six. Maybe we'll relaunch it again. Maybe we won't. Kind of things. So, I mean, it also just kind of to me, if you see a creator that's like this is ongoing, it's it, it speaks a little bit to me that they have more ideas than just your top layer ideas. There's tertiary and other ideas for these things where if someone's like i have six issues oh cool you've thought of this for a week and a half and you're gonna write a comic kind of thing so but again uh, so much is gut what do i think's cool um, yeah what do i think i have to have um what do i when i put down the previews the next time i pick it up i have to go check that again because i'm like i remember that yeah. if i remember it other people are gonna remember it and what about covers so do, do covers just have to look? Do they have to be like? I don't know. Explain cover. Explain what it catches your eye in a cover. Um, it's I don't know. I, I I've been resound to the cover A's on things lately. Yeah. Uh, cover just cool stuff. I remember that uh, when the the new DC run came out, we had that what was it the Superman ten that just had the striking cover with Batman and Superman. Yeah, and Damien and Jonathan Kent just face to face, and I'm like, this is just amazing. I, I want a poster of this, and I remember grabbing, you know, six or five, four or five of them. Yeah. And sure enough, it, you know, it jumped to a ten, fifteen dollar book at the time just because it was so striking and neat. Um, so it's just what stands out. What doesn't look like, okay, this is just what we're doing in 2020. This looks like yeah. every other Nightwing cover and every other this cover and every other that cover. And then now, people, like you've got your Adam Hughes people, you've got your mm-hmm. J. Scott Campbell people, you've got your Stanley Art Germ people. That's true, Matina. Yeah, that's true. They mm-hmm. all have their own. Your people, Momoko. Yeah, so that that brings up a good point because 
are there trends that you see as far as either a, a cover artist or a covers themselves that you're like not a fan of, but you're like, that's going to get hot and make money? Yeah. That I mean, you don't really necessarily like, but it's not you your taste. You with, uh, with uh, the the stuff where we got the, you know, the ugly 1 in 25 Frank Miller covers for that Batman uh, second part of year one series or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. They're awful, but we knew they were going to be big because they're the Frank Miller ratioed covers or whatever. Yeah, that yeah, and that, that's true. I, I, I'd forgotten about those. I was kind of thinking, like, more more like maybe Matina's a little murky for me, but <clears throat> people are, are mad about him, so I will, uh, you know, maybe I pick up some Matina covers just because I think they're going to sell, which there goes against everything I believe in. And I do not like All Red. Right. Right, um, and I know I think uh, like my tenant is don't buy something that you don't want to collect yourself. Just eh, just to flip. I mean, it. I, but I picked up. I've kind of I've kind of backed off on that on some. some I was gonna occasions. say I'll buy stupid stuff. I'm like, oh, I'll take three of these. Ask me about my feminist agendas because I know they're gonna be hot. Yeah, yeah, and then dump them, pump them, and dump them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just make sure they're quick flips. I don't need them in my yeah. collection, but if I can double up, do it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I usually am only drawn to covers that I am drawn to for my own taste. Yeah, but and I can sometimes like, but see like that a lot of things. Like uh, we got the second print of that Darth Vader five cover, and that was the first printing of Sith Assassin. Yeah, just the name Sith Assassin makes it dope. Having yeah. that on the cover and just knowing you're like that's a no brainer. I yeah. have to have a couple of those. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So just having a, a, just at least a little bit of knowledge of Star Wars, yeah. Just you know, you can even be late to the party. Where I didn't know Sith Assassin before Sith Assassin hit, and then we get a second print of Sith Assassin where we're going to have it on the cover. I'm like, you can, you got to have that cover with it, that yeah. second print with that out there. Yeah, you might not have been able to, to capitalize on its on its first appearance, but you can get a, a low print run cover of him that's yeah. kind of cool so and one thing i've it. learned don't be afraid to jump in for 10 bucks don't be afraid to pay double cover because the amount of times you and i kick ourselves for like i wasn't paying eight dollars for uh into the spider verse 2 i'm not doing that even though we knew at the time it was big <laughs> was that spider gwen yeah yeah we, we, we were like oh that's yeah. a really cool character uh, mike she myers so, mike myers really talks dope, but i'm not paying eight dollars or grr he talks about that all the time because yeah. he did the same thing. He was like, 20 bucks? No way. That's going to fall off. Nobody he's, cares he, about this Deadpool guy. Keep your he's, $11. He's going to he's gonna outweigh Spider-Gwen, and then we, he never did. So, yeah, I feel he, I'm the same way. I was like, we should have jumped back in on that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a lesson learned. If you well, Saga was the same the way, wave, right? There's Saga still was really 10 bucks cool. yeah. right out the gate. Yeah. And then it was like, 10 bucks. Ah. 20 bucks already ah, i don't know that's nuts mm-hmm. i like i want it but i don't want it that bad <laughs> yeah and like we catch these raves pretty quick because we see them like oh this is a spike yeah well just you know just because we missed the spike doesn't mean it's the end of the ride yeah you know just because someone's like oh double cover now pay double yeah. cover if you think this thing has some longevity and you can just see like with oh you're like oh new marvel character boy i can see marvel doing three of these a year Get that guy. If you got to pay double, yeah. get it. Because it might be 50 bucks in a month. Yep. 
Well, Aaron, I hope that helps a little bit um, as we went all over the place on our magic or lack of magic because uh, I think I think I'm wrong more than I'm right, but I, but you never know. It, I wouldn't categorize it as magic as much as it is spaghetti on a wall. <laughs> it's it's art over science for sure. That's right. Um, it's def. I don't think I don't think you can punch in an algorithm that spits out. Yeah, maybe you could. If you're not afraid <laughs> to spend money, yeah, you can yeah. do that. Yeah, I suppose you could. I suppose you could. <laughs> um, anyway, let's see what's hot this week. Oh, that's right. Moving on. Yeah, let's head over to our friends at comicbookinvest.com. Let's look at their the hot 10 list. And there's one that I got, I'm got. i going to talk a lot about on here. So uh, let's start at the beginning, though. America, number two, the Art Adams, one in 50. On a slow week for high sales, this one defaults at the top. Uh, mentioned on Matt DeVoe's Variant Watch column, which is, I believe, through our good friends at CBSI. This one took a giant leap this week with a, with multiple 9.8 selling for $600. Uh, Could have been yours for just... Two bills back in August. At rank two, we have crossover number one, the Alan Qua Virgin variant. Pre-sales a month ago were about seventy-five bucks. Then two weeks ago, they were in the hundred-dollar range. When it dropped live this week, sales were initially as high as one hundred and fifty, but back to the one twenty-five-ish range. Very interesting concept for a cover. At rank three, we're continuing to ride the last Ronin way with last Ronin number one, the Stan Yak limited to 250 variant. Uh, not surprising to see this one continue up from 200 now to 275. The print run on this one is really low. Uh, I wish DC and Marvel would take notes from the indie publishers on some of these limited run print runs. So instead of going ratio on anything, go first come first serve limited to 500 kind of things yeah but not they they couldn't even serve um every comic shop with one but well yeah offer comic shops the ability to have a limited one for a set amount of price and then force them to cap it at you know small runs oh i got you but that's i mean that would be fire for the big two if you get books that you know cap at 250 and 500 was crazy. Would be crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. So if you was if there was a Batman, a Cowabunga variant of Batman that was capped at two hundred and fifty issue, yeah. yeah, copies. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. At rank four, we have marked number nine, the Virgin variant. This is a beautiful cover. When I initially saw this cover, I thought it was a photo cover, not an incentive. But this one was selling well at fifteen to twenty bucks. And I don't, I don't usually like Haberlin's art at all. Yeah. Um, so this is this is way nicer than stuff I normally see of his. So maybe maybe Haberlin realizes that this is the new thing. So isn't he the to... guy that does computer aided drawing stuff? A lot of. I'm not sure what the word computer aided means, but. Um, I was off. thinking he had like like uh, automated. Uh, for a lot of his interiors, I thought, I thought, but maybe not. It's very possible. Very possible. Yeah, I think he does have some CG. His is like almost CG. Yeah. Completely with you. All right, I've clicked off of things, so now I'm clicking back. At rank five, Silver Surfer from 2014. Number two, one in 50, uh, Francesco Francavilla. Uh, Van Den wow. clued us into this one years ago. Absolutely gorgeous variant that's been selling for around 40 to 60. Now over 100. 9.8s were 150 and now 300. 
the this and the number ones are some of the favorite Silver Surfer covers ever. Eric's a big uh, Silver Surfer fan. I wonder if he pulled the trigger on these back in the day. God of War, number one. Our good friend Marv Wolfman writing this one. Raw copies are now hitting $80. Keep in mind that the last graded 9.8 sold back in September for the same $80 figure, so expect 9.8 copies to now be 200 to 250 A really awesome-looking cover. This we should have probably talked about uh, um, video games and comic covers. And Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of video yeah. games and comic covers. If they're doing... Um, if they're doing unique and individual things, if they're just kind of copying and pasting what the game's doing storyline-wise, no. But if they're uh, oh. giving you things that happened after your book or whatnot, um, that's pretty good. And, of course, this God of War is a DC Wildstorm book from 2010 um, that I know I talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That I know for a fact I talked about. Um um, at rank 7, we have Champions number 2, 1 in 25 variant. This is the 2020 book. On a fairly slow week, this variant is now doing well at 35 to 40. Now, I belong to a Facebook group about uh, that I just go to. It's just people talking comics. It's not necessarily uh, investing in comics and stuff like that. But the big running joke for two straight years has been on Dark Hawk number 1 and, f- and buying them every time you see them because, by golly, it's going to be the next thing. And it was just something, it's one of those little trolley things that every time someone would ask about an investment book, they'd all say Dark Hawk number one, just because we knew it eventually work its way into something. And by golly, this was the week. DC, or Marvel trademarked Dark Hawk. Um, so that means he's going to be in a movie somewhere, and these things blew up. Um, 9.8 prices have been pretty steady at 50 to 175 See, there wasn't a lot of, like, 50 to 175 bucks for a 9.8. That's pretty that good. Wasn't doing much, and now they're in the two hundred to two twenty-five range, <laughs> selling like crazy. So, do you have a stack of these? I, I got at least two, because I <laughs> just 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 to to be able to giggle in the group, I picked up a couple, and sure enough, but I do not have a, an encapsulated one. Yes. At rank nine, Savage Dragon two fifty-three, the Eric Larson variant. Look, Eric Larson is not shy about his politics. We try and stay apolitical here, as do Drew and myself, and just report on what's moving. It's a selling for $15 to $20. Just an observation. Why didn't Savage, Savage Dragon endorse Hillary Clinton in 2016? And why wasn't Joe Biden president on any of the Barack Obama covers? Also, this is going back to a second print where it says congratulations, right? I don't know. Oh. I, okay, I'm telling you that it, I saw a thing for a second printing where it's, oh, it's cool. the same cover except the, the word bubble changes. At rank 10, Champions number one, the Walmart variant. Oh, crap. I don't mind these Walmart books because some of them have cool covers like this one. Consider that they were printed for Walmart, the largest retail in the world. Does anyone believe that these are actually rare or hard to find? He doesn't even put a price on it. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, we we assume these are at least five thousand print runs, right? But being as they're sold in WalMarts, I can pretty much guarantee you that twenty five percent of them are blown up and uncollectible. <laughs> because boy, do they not care about collectability and keeping things cre- not creased. No, 
I mean, I, I bet they're throwing they're, them for they're, miles. They're the diamond of retailers. Long. Say what? <laughs> they're the diamond of yeah, retailers. If, if only there were somebody that cared less than diamond. It may be Walmart, Walmart people that put comic books on shelves. Some of our honorable mentions, we have Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Defenders of the Lost Temple. Very late entry uh, into the HM. I actually substituted a different book out for this one this morning. A grade 7.5 sold for three fifty. That was just a $50 book a month ago. Yes, it is just a graphic novel, but try and find this lottery ticket anywhere. Which we're pretty much just saying, boy, Star Wars is going crazy everywhere. So, Anything Star Wars book, doing good. So... I didn't. I haven't seen a lot of trade paperbacks that are graded. Have you? No. no. That's yeah. That's a weird trend. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that. Did you watch the third list. Mandalorian yet? No, I have not. What I are you doing? Uh, I was watching this show called Coroner on eight, on CW, so which good. is terrible. It's so it's not. You good. went back and did some Clone Wars watching, right? I tried. All right. See, like, you would get so much out of this third episode if you watched some Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, just know that, like, I enjoyed this, that, that third one so much more than you did, just FYI. <laughs> I'll love yeah, Okay. The okay. other honorable mention, we have Tim Holt, number 30, written by our good friend Varios. We have a Frank Bolle cover, or Bol, I'm not sure. I went Bolle because it sounds cool. I love this cover. Didn't even know it existed. The tables are definitely turned compared to so many other books back in this area. So after only having one graded sale ever, an 8.5 mile high copy for $250, there have been three sales of different grades in the past couple months, including a 3.0 copy that sold this week for almost a grand. Uh, Maybe somebody could be stockpiling these. Oh, and then the dude at Mile High is probably kicking himself because he let an 8.5 go for 250 bucks. Yeah, no kidding. I, I wonder if he'll f- force them to send it back to him. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the... Um, uh, uh, geez, FOC. FOC. Oh, my God. Of course, the FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last opportunity to add a few things to our order and make sure that we get them on order day. Um, these are things that we may not have talked about or heard about since previews, but this is our last bite at the apple to make sure they are in our pull list and ready to go. We get some extra final art, some extra things, and maybe we're able to ride some raves on some characters that have caught fire um, between previews and now. Um, if your local comic book shop does not do FOC, um, feel free to reach out at Eric at Calabunga, and he can get you a list of the FOC items. And if you can't order them through your LCS, um, you can order them through our LCS. He does a phenomenal job. Um, so you, if you want them just for your own looking, you can do that. And if you want them, because sometimes it's good to jump on these books, they will help you out. For just for your that. own looking. For your own looking. Sometimes it's just nice to your... see and be like, oh, yeah. I'm not FOCing it, but this reminds me i got to make sure I try to get one of these from my local comic shop. Yeah. All right. When Cowabunga sends us out this email, they send a few items they think are going to be a little hotter. The first one they are spotlighting is Batman 105, cover A, good boy James Tinney in the fourth. A nice little Jorge Jimenez cover there. Is he? Is that is that highlighted because of the people in the background there? Are those new characters? Yeah, well, those... they're not new. They've... They've been around for the last like six issues and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I have checked out of Batman for a little while, so I need to get yeah. back into. And it. those characters have all gotten their own one in twenty five covers, but we weren't allowed to talk about them. So, oh, on. that's not true. Oh, and the second one from DC, we have Superman Kryptonite Nevermore hardcover. Denny O'Neill writing this one. Neil Adams on the cover. Some old classic Superman issues. Ah. Uh, 
our third item he's got, we got Homesick Pilots. Uh, this is an image book. Uh, Dan Waters writing it. Casper Windigard. I'm going with it. There's not a D in it, but I put one in just for fun. Yeah, I don't, I don't know this, so interesting. Yeah. Uh, we also have a nice trade paperback here from our friends at Marvel. Amazing Spider-Man Epic Collection. Goblins Last Stand. Some Stan Lee, Jerry Conway written. Old school Goblin versus Spider-Man stuff. Can't beat that. Very cool. Yep. At ra another one we have uh, Black Cat number one from Marvel. KIB, what's that stand for again, Drew? We uh, went over this last week. Something in black. King in black. black, yeah. Uh, Jed McKay writing this one. I'm not familiar with him. And Pepe Larraz on the cover. Oh, we have. Yeah, he, he's 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 a, he's had a few books. Jed yep. has. Yeah, they've been pretty good. And uh, next one we have Spider Woman number seven. We have a good Peach Momoko nullified cover on that one. You can pick that one up for a good price there. Oh, we got yet another Momoko cover after that. Uh, the Sumerian Frost Giant's Daughter Number One, Peach Momoko cover. That is an Ablaze comic. So, boy, Peach is just riding the wave to any and all who will let her put covers on, and she's churning them out pretty good. That is, and, really and I have officially cover. jumped off the Peach Momoko train. I'm, I think I'm the off. Sumerian Frost Giants maybe one to snag up. Very underordered. And from Hermes Press, boy, Eric is digging through the bottom of the barrel. Not not saying they're bottom of the barrel, but he's digging out stuff that we're, we could easily miss. Ditko Shrugged, Uncompromising Life of the Artist from Hermes Press. A nice, big, thick hardcover there, I believe. But let's not take Eric's word for it. Drew, how about you and I dig through the FOC this week and see if we can find anything else we want to see? Yes. Let's do that. I'm looking at the um, Batgirl 50 second printing. Um, this had yes. a first appearance in it. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. It's um, going to be a little pricey, I think, if I recall. It's a $6 book, so you're going to have to pay full freight for this. You're going to pay three ninety nine. dollars um, to get this. Unless you somebody who does FOC and you can get, still get a, a beat. But it's a different cover. So even it's if a you different cover, FDA, yeah. Um, go ahead and pick up this B as well. Yeah, you're going to have a lower print run on this um, than the actual issue was so there's probably some value as long as there's value for the I actual I think this person. is going to have some good long-term value so I think you're going to want to make sure you have this. Yeah. Mateo Scalera on the Batman White Knight's Harley Quinn B cover there. Really good looking cover. I don't know. Is Joel Jones just doing the cover on Catwoman? We asked that, I think, before. Yeah, you asked we, that we, we think she was freeing up her time to do a, another series that is going to be part of that future st future state thing. Yeah. And I like the Frozen cover better. Love that Frozen cover. Boy, that's great. For Catwoman? Yep, yep, yep. I missed it. You shouldn't. I will. I'll slow down the show so I can so I can look at it. Oh, I'll move around without you. Oh, it is good. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Very cool. Ah, that's 
that's one of those like you were mentioning yeah, earlier it's a that it, cover. Uh, it's a striking cover that does kind of stick out if you are a Catwoman fan, you want that B cover because that is on-brand Catwoman. Yeah, it's very nice. Or if you're a Frizen fan, she has, she's doing the um, Mission Impossible type, mm-hmm. coming in upside well, much down. Much sexier and, than Tom Cruise, though. Oof, yeah, yeah, much less Scientology. <laughs> all right, that's all I've got in DC, my brother. All right, down into some dark horse things. And moving on. <laughs> and you've already pre-ordered that Cyberpunk as a foursome, right? Yes. Four-pack with a bonus thing? No, that and was it, the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. That was the four-pack. Uh, oh, okay. I get them confused. Okay, and Resident Alien, we got a second issue of that. Um, that should be fun. As you know, I'm a big fan. Not Super as much fan. Of, but just as much fun. Just Holy a lot of fun. Anything else in IDW? Nope. Back in Image, and we talked about crossover. Um, Boy number two's got just as many covers as number one did. Dang. Oh, you're down in the. You, you jump down to Image? Yeah, as soon as IDW is over, it goes right into Image. Those are both starting with eyes. Oh, we were, we were in Dark Horse, weren't we? No, we were in Image. Or IDW. Were we? Yep. Okay. We skipped over the ongoing. I want to see the niche, the, the TMNT ongoing for the Nisha oh. Jimmy cover. Oh, that, that's right. Jody has been doing... incentives have actually jumped in price pretty good on those. Justin think Mason this might... on that one. Yeah, that's true. But the Jody Nisha Jimmy, which is... i got to figure out how to pronounce that. But they've been solid. They've mm-hmm. been solid. Uh, covers and I like this one as well. And of course, I can't see the Eastman. I wish he would like leak that on, on his Twitter or something. Yeah, if he had a Twitter. Down back again the crossovers like I was talking about. We have one in ten, one in twenty-five, one in fifty. Cover A, and then not really a cover B, a blank. That's that doesn't make any good. sense. Yeah, I would have. Not not paying what? for that one. Why would they? What? Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess. I guess. And then a ten and a twenty-five and a fifty. Yeah. Man, he. That's right. That's crazy. I'm sure it's getting it too. I'm sure people are excited about it. So. Okay, I was wondering when I was looking at that homesick pilots that Eric had pulled for us. He must have pulled the cover B, the concert poster variant. Yeah, it looks like he did. Featuring the not one ninety nine, the date and stuff on it, the venue. Okay, yeah. I thought I was just weird, but that is kind of nice that they're doing it as a concert poster. I mean, yeah, makes a little bit more sense. Oh, we got a post. With these. There's a postal issue here. We've got a uh, postal night shift. Mm-hmm. We're returning to Eden for two Mike. tales. Yeah, that's awesome. Ooh, plus a glimpse inside the mind of Molly, Eden's own serial killing Boogeyman. Yeah, she's a, she's a favorite character, yeah, and awesome. they're they're letting the um, talent hunt winners take over and and write the series. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Oh my, um, Savage Dragon two fifty two is going for a third print 
reprinting the Charlie Brown with a striking purple background instead of the red from the previous one. So that's no no change at all, basically. So skip it. Uh, I don't know. And then here is your reprint um, of Savage Dragon 253 going to a second print, which, like I said, changes to a congratulations here. Which is more valuable or less valuable? I mean, when it gets recanted, it's definitely going to be more valuable. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we stayed apolitical through here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just pointing people out <laughs> that that would be collectible. Evil. Down from image into Marvel. Black Cat number... Didn't we just do Black Cat? I thought so. Is this another one of the situations where we have to say Black Cat 2020 V2.0? That is really weird. Um... It does feel like there was a series this year. Yeah. Did it just get lost in the COVID? It's very, very possible. We're doing a Chris Claremont anniversary special. Also, this is the first time Black Cat's had a series where I hate every single cover, by the way. Wow. They're all awful. Yeah, not bad. Patrick Gleason. It's not horrible. You ask about the Chris, Chris Claremont, is that what you're saying? I was looking at it, but yeah, I, they're just celebrating his contributions. It's a lot of king story. And, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you he got, does awesome and dramatic and game-changing things, so there may be are something you, um, to do in this. Are you over Conan? Because there is now a king-size Conan that's launching. Holy Roy- cow. And Roy Thomas, who we've met. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's a very cool dude. The legendary writer is back. And he's working with Kurt Busick, with Chris Claremont, with Kevin Eastman, with Steve McNiven, Pete Woods, uh, J- Jesus Saez, Jen Partell. I mean, this... This is pretty cool, but it's a $7 comic. Very cool. If I cared about coding, I'd be super excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you read any of the relaunch? No. I thought it started off pretty good. I just I just kind of lost interest after a while, but I do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. The End of Maestro. It was a five-issue miniseries. This is the last one, which it, people have enjoyed this. And then um, we've got a Star Wars Bounty Hunters number eight. Should yeah. we be on the lookout for anything? I don't know. It's pretty cool when you see the Cantina band fighting on the front cover. That's pretty dope. This Star Wars Vader has still continued to be awesome. They're going very dark on these, and they're, they've been quite good. <gasps> Ooh. I'll not find a light. Never mind. Ooh. I kind of like this design variant too. That's are you in are Bounty Hunters or something else? I well, Darth Vader's the one right after Bounty Hunters, so I'm still in Star Wars. Oh, which one? Uh, Star Wars Darth Vader number eight. Yeah, Indico design variant. I like the. Is it Ray Fienko? Yeah, Fienko. Yeah. Might be worth ten bucks. Uh, now, who is that? 
Ochi of Bastoon. I don't know him. But but it's it's got that same cover style as DC was doing, right? I think so. For their one in twenty fives. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the um, character profiles, character sheets. Yeah. Interesting. It's not like this is it's not like a these redesign of Ochi. It's it's ten bucks, so is it is it worth ten bucks? Yes, I mean, okay, so it's not going to be Ochi's first appearance, but boy, they redesigned him. So it's the first redesign, maybe. Yeah, he hasn't been in this book already. Have you been reading this book? Yeah, I'm behind, but yeah, I I know I read through four. I don't think I read or no, I read through five. I'm not, I haven't read six yet. That's interesting. Now, like the is the regular Star Wars still still around? Yes. Or is it on like a hiatus? No, it's still around. I obviously have dropped off. <laughs> I mean, it's just been nothing to write home about, unfortunately. Anything else in Marvel? I don't think so. No. Of course, we always check in on our friends at Artist Writers and Artisans for Bite Size, number one, B-Y-T-E, Cullen Bunn, writing for Artist Writers and Artisans. When two young siblings excitedly unwrap their final Christmas present, they discover toy robots unlike anything they've ever seen, and with good reason. When the kids and their parents don't know is that their quaint suburban home just became the beachhead for these self-aware Bots that have begun to explore the outside world. And when one of the bots breaking breaks bad, it's going to take a Christmas miracle to stop him. Christmas miracle. Christmas miracle. Yeah, because I'm not going to read that. That coming out December 9th. Yeah, nope, nope. I am, um... I, it, no, new number ones. I, I used to be a crazy sampler of new number ones. And I read them all, and I've got them stacked up. I'm behind, so I, they got to be they got to be a really cool concept for me to to jump in now. Year I'm, Zero, I'm taking, I love these covers for Year Zero. They do they do a great job, don't they? Yeah, they really do. But yeah, number one, I used to be able to. Oh, what's why not dip your toe in everything? Because you can't do it. <laughs> yeah, unless unless you can keep up, and I, I haven't been able to keep up. So, how did I miss Sasquatch in Love? How did I how did I miss the first two issues of this? We talked about it. it, did we? Yeah. Man, did I have a stroke? I mean, I'm worried about you. <laughs> That's all I have for the FOC. Uh, same here. Moving on. Thank you for the FOC. Now we're going to head to our good friends, CoverPrice.com, and check our top ten. You want to lead us off, Drew? I can do that. Um, I don't get to go first very often. That's awesome. Um, I'll try to screw it up. So leading, <laughs> kicking us off is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin number 1. On fire, 156 copies sold this week. Wow. Uh, a high of 51.89 for Raw. Um We'll probably see even more heater on this issue. The only thing that holds it back long term are the large number of variant covers for it. Yeah. Um, at number two, we have Captain Marvel 23. 
this is the first appearance of Namor's son. Uh, and Ovi and Thor's daughter, Bridget. Both the A and B covers moved well. Um, the B cover sold 47 no, copies. No, Namor's son is Ovi and Thor's daughter is Bridget. Not Ovi and <laughs> Thor's daughter. <laughs> Namor's son, Ovi, and Thor's daughter, Bridget. I did. I, I read and stuff. Um, Forty-seven copies and a high sale of twenty-one dollars. I, I missed out on this little thing too. Uh, crossover number one uh, might have been your pick last week. Was that your pick last week? Mm-hmm. Uh, Donny Cates' new crossover series is already a big hit, performing very well. Um, the secret variant is had a high sale of fifty dollars for a raw copy. Sold sixty-one copies of it. So, very Dang. nice. Uh, then we have Star Wars Adventures Shadow of Vader's Castle number one. Uh, there's no first appearance in this issue. Star Wars Heat still moving these low print run variants. This sold 23 copies um, and had a high sale of 70 bucks for a raw. At rank five, we have Captain Marvel 23, the same one, only not the variant. Um <laughs> In this, this is sold 70 copies and had a high sale of 23 bucks for a raw copy. Department of Truth at rank six. James Tinian bouncing off his something is killing children heat and has sold 44 copies and had a high sale of $76 for a CGC 98. Uh, Moon Knight number one, my beloved Moon Knight from 1980. Um, this uh, people have jumped all over this thing. Now we have forty-eight more of these copies moving, and a high sale of five fifty for a CGC nine eight. Oh, wow. My normal favorite time to sell things is when we get casting yeah. news. That's yeah. my favorite time to sell things is casting news. Yep. Uh, uh, you you'd sell it raw though, right? Because you don't have it CGC. Yeah, it's not CGC. Um. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures, uh, number one. This is the first Bebop and Rocksteady and Krang. Um, sold 29 copies and had a high sale of $600 for a CGC 98. Good gracious. This is an Archie comic, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the Batgirl 50 we mentioned going to a second print on FOC. This is the first appearance of Ryan Wilder, which is the new CW Batwoman. Seems DC is leading up to a slow introduction of Ryan to the Bat moniker in the comics as well. We'll see. It sold 53 copies um, and had a high sale of $25 for a raw. Crap. We were talking about this Ninja Turtles Adventures comic. And I was like, I don't recognize that cover. I don't have that. I have the newsstand version of this with a different cover. It's still also hot. Oh, wow. Sweet. I have to dig it out. I do have it. I thought I did. There but you I go. I don't recognize that cover, but I have somehow the newsstand one. Well, take us through the bottom the bottom of the top 20. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm messing around with my battle. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at. All right. Starting at 11 is where I'm going to start. All right. At rank 11, we're back into crossover. We have the 1 in 200 black and white variant. While selling under ratio, this 1 in 200 variant still sold 10 copies online. And $143.50 selling raw. So, there's probably not very many of them. Uh, another last Ronin dip here. We have the uh, Kevin Eastman 1 in 10 
which I think we talked about at the time, might be worth dipping into a little bit, 1 in 10 on that one. There's a lot of common themes running through the top 10 and runner-ups. Basically, James Tinney in the fourth. He's there with last round, and Ann Crossover has dominated this week's list. This 1 in 10 Eastman variant is selling six times the ratio at 60 bucks, And moving 32 copies of CGC 9.8, almost 130 bucks. Friggin' Spider-Man 2099, number one. CGC 9.8 going for 100 bucks. I bought this for a nickel not too long ago. <laughs> it was not a nickel. The first 30 of them for 40 bucks, and I was happy as could be. Now I'm <laughs> it, was a, it was a dime. Come on. No, I, I did it at uh, Pulp Reality. I fit, oh, Yeah, so they were okay. like a nickel piece by the time I was done. Yeah, you built the box. That's yeah, cool. I built a box. Um, at rank 14, Batgirl 50. Of course, we got the... Oh, that's right, the, the Dodson cover. I forgot about that one. This gorgeous Dodson variant for the first comic appearance of Ryan Wilder. Uh, the new CW Batgirl fell to the runner-ups list. However, it, it was going to be a strong seller for a long time. 30 copies, uh, 20 bucks for all. Department of Truth, number one, the Secret Oswald variant. 80 bucks for 9.8. Spawn, number one, continuing to sell 9.8, 170 bucks. X-Men number four from 1992, thanks to the persistent rumors of Omega Red, may appear on Disney Plus's Falcon Winter Soldier, driving sales of this first appearance. 15 copies moving, 290 for a 9.8. Another last Ronin. This is the New York Comic Con version, even though there was not a New York Comic Con. Limited to 1,400. You would think a high print run of 1,400 copies would keep the sales low. No um, this New York Comic Con online exclusive sold out relatively quickly and jumped way up in price. Sold 22 copies, $147 for Raw. And crossover number one had a 1 in 50 Ryan Otley cover that's already 32 bucks, almost 33 And Wonder Woman Annual number four from 2020. There is current speculation that the kids at the end of this issue could be the first appearances of several Future States characters, including Yara Floor, aka the Brazilian Future State Wonder Woman, the Future States Wonder Woman, moving 27 copies, 20 bucks for a raw. That crossover is the Walking Dead homage too, which is yes, it is. I just saw that. Yeah, pretty nice. So there's so so the woman the Wonder Woman annual doesn't just have Yara Floor, it has other future state characters in it. There's apparently a grouping of kids that could all have something, and they know that one of them they're pointing to the Yara Floor. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I think we missed the boat on that one then, right? I don't know. There's got to be annuals laying around. I'm sure that one's probably one of the easier ones to find still sitting at a uh, LCS. Yeah, you might be right. We shall see. All right, Drew. Now we're going to head into our sneak peek um, at next week. There's the stuff coming out next week. And we start where we love to start with our good friends at UCS. So we're going to go to UCSComicsDistributors.com forward slash new releases and see what's coming on Tuesday. That's a great Bruce Wayne cover for Batman 103, the 1 in 25. Mm -hmm. um, a striking uh, weird tan. Uh, he's... he's Anim this is the one I said was a little anime-ish. Yeah, uh, but it's still it's still solid. Yeah. I don't I don't know that I like um, um, Bruce Wayne in in you know Chuck Taylors essentially. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he would do that. It's not canon. No, <laughs> no. 
Man, our germ did a really cool job on this Dark Knight's Death Metal number five. That's a good looking cover. Uh, are any of these covers bad? No. no. They're pretty they're all pretty sweet. But that one I really like. My goodness. There's a Dollar Comics, the Sandman 23. That's mm. the first appearance of the... Uh, I can't remember his name. But, uh, yeah, missing from my collection. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow it's missing from my collection. I don't know. And garbage Nightwing covers. Ugh. Come on, man. Yeah. Let's just put somebody big on Nightwing for me. Can we just do Maybe. it for a little bit? Maybe they will. How delayed is Rorschach? I just read the first issue and I really enjoyed it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know when that came out. Seems like it maybe, maybe I'm wrong. It just seems like the first one came out a while ago. Sometimes comics come out once a month. That's very true. Momoko doing the cover B for Rorschach. Um, hey, Babstar is back. Like oh, we've been talking about that. Yes. Yeah. And that's her style. She's back. With Teen Titans 47, for those of us listening and you're not telling you what she's actually <laughs> Yeah. You just have to read my mind. Yeah, Roundhouse. That is Babstar to a T. Not. Pretty underwhelming DC for this one. Yeah, overall, yeah. All right, let's head into our previews world, find November 11th, and see what we have in Image. November 18th. Oh, sorry. I forgot to click the button. Anything There's that cool darkness. Ice Cream Man covers. Ooh, creepy as always. Very creepy, yeah. Oh, jeez. Did you click on that cover B? It's going to give me nightmares. The cover B for Ice Cream Man? Yes. Oh, it's his teeth. Yeah. Oh, wrong. Gross. Yeah. And once again, die as well as die, die, die come out the same week. <laughs> Why? Are they doing that just to troll me? Because they know it drives me crazy. And that Texas blood, not just popular with me. Um, going back to for a third printing of the first issue a second printing of the second third and fourth issue wow did you see all of them that come out today have the silhouette of texas theme that might be cool to grab all four because that was not the case with the second print of that texas blood but all the stuff that's coming out this day has those cool silhouette covers that's pretty awesome i don't think they'd look like that yeah i think you're right about that yeah yeah, that'd be pretty cool to have all four of those from that. That'd be pretty rad. Pretty rad. Yeah. And then we've got um, our beloved Walking Dead back for its third issue. Mm -hmm. Of course, the cover B is our traditional cover. A little tweaked, right? It's not the exact one, I don't think. It is the exact cover. Is it the exact same cover? Yep. I've looked at that many times. So they had, there was no background it on it? It literally was... has the signature from 2002 on the bottom of it. Hmm. So it's like a third print almost. Yep. With color. Yep. Well, the covers always had color. 
Yeah. But the internals are not color. I There's love the cover A on this, though. On, on three, just with Shane in the background. That oh, yeah, it's great. One heck of a cover. Strong work. David McCaig. Down the Dark Horse? Yeah, looking at Barbalian, uh, Red Planet number one. I think it's a solid cover. A. Like um, the AIDS ribbon on number two? Yes, you like that. I remember yeah, you pointing that out during FOC. But this is a Walta cover, that, you know, so that kind of sticks out to me. Um, I, I like it a lot. Sea of Sorrows, number one of five. Deep Sea Adventures with a horrific twist from the creative team behind last year's hit horror series, Road of Bones, comes an all-new tale of bone-chilling terror. In the aftermath of the Great War, the North Atlantic is ripe for plunder by independent salvage crews. When a former, former naval officer hires the SS Vagabond to lead the ship to a sunken U-boat and a fortune in gold, tensions mount as the crew prepares to double-cross each other, but the darkness of the ocean floor holds deep terrors that any of them have more than any of them have bargained for. Plunge headfirst into the icy waters of dread with another historic tale of terror from Rick Doak. I like underwater stuff. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I kind of do. I've been reading low for low, 20 exactly. some issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking at Star Wars Adventures Annual. Uh, IDW. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see now. IDW. And uh, Jackson, is he a bunny? Hmm. And what and what Star Wars thing is he from? I've seen him before. Because he has a rabbit head. I'm seeing a rabbit head, but I don't remember that in anything. It's been in stuff before. Um, but the, for, it's talking about Jackson being at odds with the Empire um, and his ex-partner, Amaza Foxtrain. Maybe this is Amaza Foxtrain? Yeah, the first appearance of Jackson goes back as far as the original Marvel Star Wars uh, issue number eight. Yeah. Back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s. So, so who is which one is the 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 bunny? Do you know Jackson? Jackson is the bunny, correct? And he was in the comics, but not in any of the movies, correct? I would hope I would have remembered that. <laughs> uh, but we also have an IG eighty eight um, story have, in here. We have Bosk here. So, um, might be neat. Yeah, very Stop. neat. Star Wars Adventures uh, annual. And why do we why do we determine that Marvel licensed that to IDW? Just because it's more kid friendly and I they guess, don't want to deal yeah. with that, I guess. Also, they're okay. charging six bucks for it, so it's got to be a little bit for Marvel, a little bit for them. Yeah. We've got a second printing of um, Avengers thirty six. I have jumped down to Marvel at this point. Uh, Avengers 36, the second printing. Yep. Um, is this a different cover? During FOC. Oh, yeah. That was a different cover. Yeah. Um, and I think I had, yeah, I think I had to have that. 
but it's it's very nice Moon Knight cover. Then we have uh, twenty five of Captain America. Uh, all of these covers are very nice. Of course, the Varegi is mm-hmm. pretty neat, pretty unique. Scotty Young do- doing his thing. Um, so, yeah, this, they they I don't know. I they put it just a buck extra on there, so it's only four ninety nine. Not it's not five or six ninety nine when Spider Man hits a twenty five number. Um, but there's some good covers in, in that. All look really good. I like the Afua Richardson variant on this Marvel Voice, Marvel Indigenous Voices number one. It's a really cool looking cover. Yeah. Is that the Mac? Do you like the Mac? The Mac's very nice. Mac's nice, but yeah, like, like I said, I think the Afua Richardson's my favorite. Those are very, very nice covers. Of course, Miles Morales, number 19. Um, it's got both our good boy Miles and uh, Black Panther on them. So that one sold through into a second print. So there is a standalone Star Wars. Okay, there, there, yeah. there it is. There's, there's number seven. So it renumbered on me. Fifth print for Strange Academy, number one. Keep doing them. Keep 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 milking that. Why not? And that's second one print that, for even Thor if you missed the first boat on, you can still get maybe an okay deal on the first one. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of first appearances in that one that could do a lot of things, and based on the fact that, you know. They're doing some things. Um, I can see him spinning a lot of things off. Saying, Scotty Young, put him here, 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 and here. Venom number 30 says, This is it. The face-melting finale to Venom Beyond by Donny Cates and special guest illustrator Luke Ross. Venom 30 could be could be hot. Something yeah. could happen. That Donny Cates is crazy. Yeah, I'm... Keep buying Venom. There's no reason not to get this. He could kill 6,000 people. There could be new new villains and new characters. And yeah. A new Venom by the end of the issue. You just don't know. And that's all I had in um, Marvel. Yep, moving on from Marvel down into some Dynamite. I had nothing in there. Into some Boom. Once in Future... Ranking out at 13. Always go with the Dan Moore cover on that. Yeah. Sorry, Franny. And I love the uh, bloody blank sketch for um, something is killing children. <laughs> cover A is pretty dope, too. Why is there no cover B? Yeah, that's, we've seen that on the... Yeah. Yeah, it's considered a C, so there's got to be a, a B there somewhere. Yeah. Might be ratio. Oh, yeah, you might be right. Down to some of our smaller publishers. A Girl Walks Home at Night, number one. Now, this has already been a film. 
Let's get a cool. Children of the Grave, number one, Scout Comics, Sam uh, Romesburn, Ben Roberts, Earth has been reset, not now as Terra the populace lives in blissful ignorance of the centuries of unrest that plague mankind. Now the Terrans received all they need from the mysterious but unquestioned quote-unquote providers. That's cool. I like yeah. post-apocalyptic. We were uh, intrigued by the Doctor Who's uh, first issue that got a Peach Momoko cover and had two Doctors on the cover, uh, the 10th and the 13th mm -hmm. Doctor. Um, didn't know if that was the first time the 13th Doctor had been in a Doctor Who comic, um, so I still don't know that information. But it is a nice cover there you go. for Doctor Who people. For the Hoovians. Yes. Grendel, Kentucky makes an appearance, and it says September 20, but I think that it's been a lot longer and farther behind than that. Couple good Scout comics out this week. Frank at Home on the Farm, number one. Jordan Thomas writing that one. Frank returns from the trenches of World War One, expecting to be greeted by his lovely family on their farm. What he finds instead is a dark mystery, his family missing, and the only animals there waiting for him. And only the animals are there waiting for him. That's also cool. Equal parts The Shining and Twin Peaks. Struggling. I'm struggling, man. Another scout book, huh? Recount number one. Jonathan Hendricks. Some cool scout books this week. Yeah, they do good work. Drew, we know you're going to pick a Walking Dead. Just do it. I'm not. I'm not. I am going to uh, pick Barbalian, Red Planet number one, uh, the Hernandez Walta cover. This is a Dark Horse book. Thank you. Hmm. And I've got two Scout books I'm flipping the coin on. Hmm. We've got Children of the Grave and Frank at Home on the Farm. Both sound like fairly interesting covers. Do I want post-World War One or do I want post-apocalyptic? Let's go with Frank at Home on the Farm, number one. Sounds like an intriguing storyline. I definitely want to read it. Um, but man, I should have just said that last uh, Venom or whatever it is at thirty. Oh, Venom thirty. Yeah, that's a good one too. Is that the one you check? What are you choosing? Uh, the face melting. Do we? See, Venom Beyond has been kind of the lesser of some. Nah, give me the farm. Give me the scout book. What's it called? Frank at Home on the Farm. Frank and the Farm? Yep. All right. 
Alright, well thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. Thank you for tagging along with Drew and myself. If you're yelling through your audio recorder devices, you listen to this and say, no, you missed this book. This is the one to have. Um, catch us on the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, uh, drop us a line at Gmail, any of that cool stuff, and let us know what you think the pick of the week is for this week. Or if you're just excited for some of the, just as excited to as we are for some of these, uh, let us know that you agree with some of the things we're doing. Be part of the podcast. Uh, send in your guesses and suggestions as well. We thank you so much for joining us. Drew, 600 times. We appreciate it, brother. For Drew <laughs> and for myself. See you. <laughs>